And welcome back to another short episode of Pour Me Another, a podcast brought to you by a dude in a closet. Um, I wanted to do a real quick review episode of Avengers Endgame, and I'll probably do the same thing for uh, Season 8 of Game of Thrones once the whole thing is completed. But I, my, in my last episode, I spent some time talking about Avengers Endgame and how it was about to come out and how big and important it was. And I just kind of wanted to follow up with a review of that film. And so I want to begin by saying that... Um, I've been a big fan, as I mentioned before, of the Avengers films for a really, really long time. And the first one that I saw was Iron Man. I saw Iron Man. That was the last movie I saw before I went to basic training. Um, By the way, before I say anything else, this episode is going to contain full spoilers for Avengers Endgame. If you have not seen the movie yet, you shouldn't be listening to this episode of the podcast, okay? So that's your warning right there. If you continue to listen to this podcast and you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, I'm going to spoil the whole thing for you. So turn it off right now. Come back and listen to it when you've seen the movie. If you've seen the movie, you may proceed. So anyway, I've been a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe since Iron Man came out. And Iron Man was... The sort of the centerpiece of the Marvel movies for me all along. Like he's he's the guy, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Tony Stark is at the center of the whole thing. Um, when Avengers Endgame begins, you're in this like desolate, depressed Earth where half of everybody is now dead because of Mister Thanos and his fucking snap. And it really, it sets the tone for how dark and miserable everyone is. Everyone's depressed, like Hawkeye's off murdering everybody because his wife and kids all vanished in the snap. And he's, Hawkeye's out there killing all, all of these, like, fucking, like, they, they show him killing Yakuza and shit. Um, you know, Captain America's doing, like, support groups for people that are depressed. And uh, fucking, uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, is is crying. She's like miserable. She's lost her will to live, and it just it just happens that this fucking pigeon, this pigeon saves the universe because it lands on that keypad, activates the portal in the van that uh, Scott Lang was in, and he comes back and tells everybody about the time travel thing. So what they did was they they added a sort of Deus Ex Machina to. Um, the story with time travel and uh, you know, people I've been, I've been listening to people bitch and complain about this movie. Like it's, it's, well, I thought, and I thought infinity war was better. And I I don't think so because I think that's, that's, it's like apples to oranges. It's like comparing empire to a new hope. They're two completely different films, right? Like infinity war was the setup Endgame is, is the resolution to that. And so they weren't going to be exactly alike. But it starts out with this really depressing thing, and then Scott Lang comes up with, uh, is that is that his name, Scott, Scott Lang, um, Ant Man. I can't I can't even remember his name. There's so many characters to keep track of in the movies. But anyway, fucking Ant Man comes back from, you know, this this trip down the into the microverse or whatever, and he he gives the Avengers this opportunity to rectify what went wrong with Thanos, and. It it culminates into a three hour story that is just rippled with uh, emotional highs and lows. And, you know, 
um, I, I was on a roller coaster the whole time because there you'd be you'd be laughing your ass off one minute and then you'd be so fucking sad the next and and then you'd be excited. I was I was so excited during um uh the the, the big battle sequence at the end of the film. Uh and it was it was just a roller coaster and through it all i was absolutely captivated i couldn't i couldn't look away and uh i i'll tell you <laughs> someone had, i had read that um the movie was 3 hours long and that the whole thing was just like a ridiculous roller coaster and there was no part of the film that you wanted to miss and so i went to the bathroom like four times before the fucking thing starts that way during the movie i wasn't uh i wasn't having to get up and go take a leak it would have driven me insane if i'd have had to do that because there was so much going on they had to basically the idea is these guys were trying to wrap up 10 years of films um you know like 20 some movies and and give it like a a, a plot capstone right and so the idea is if i think if if they never did another episode of the Marvel Universe, if they never did another Marvel movie, Marvel movie, um, this film was, would have been enough. And, uh, it, it, it was perfectly done because, you know, you have two characters, two main characters sacrificed himself to save the universe. And the time travel thing, creates this uh god i i i would have never seen that plot twist coming and i i know it's it's kind of campy but at the same time it it makes sense it was the only way that they were going to be able to beat thanos and like in the first 10 minutes of the movie you know you've got everybody's just like right out of the snap and they're all miserable and sad and thor is depressed they go and find thanos and he is just a broken broken dude um, and the reason he's broken is because he snapped the first time to kill half of everything in the universe. And then the second snap, he b- blows up all the stones. He destroys the infinity stones and it almost kills him. And so then they're all like, fuck. And then Thor finishes the job. He chops his goddamn head off. And so then they're left with like, what, 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 what the fuck do we do now? And f- fucking when the screen came up and it said five years later, I, I almost shit myself. I couldn't believe it. I was like. Oh my God, what? And so five years have gone by. Everybody's super depressed. Captain America's in those fucking support groups. And then, you know, uh, Ant-Man comes and gives them this time travel thing. I thought it was really beautiful, the sequence with Tony Stark uh, and his daughter. That was adorable. And it, it really showed that Tony had a lot to lose now. You know, he couldn't he couldn't go back in time and and change what had happened since the snap because he had found his happiness with this beautiful family and his beautiful little daughter who's so much like him smart as a whip obviously but he he that scene where she's like shit oh my god the whole thing was killing me it was it was it was so sweet and emotional and uh then tony solves the time travel thing so now they have this like option to go and kill thanos and you know, the part of the story that that hit me the hardest was realizing that these characters have been with us for 10 years. 
And they go on this adventure with this time travel thing to collect all of the Infinity Stones. And going into Endgame, you knew some characters were going to die, but you didn't know who. And uh, what what hurt was realizing that for 10, 11 years, you've seen these people in so many movies and they've just been like a given. You know, they've been a part of our popular culture. And watching Black Widow sacrifice herself to get one of the Infinity Stones was absolutely gut-wrenching. I was my t- I I was just uh, tears running down my cheek watching her do that. And they had this crazy battle her and Hawkeye to like determine who's going to jump. And they both were trying desperately to save the uh, the other's life, but it, it made sense in the end that you know, Black Widow did it because he had a family. Hawkeye has a family that he has to go back to and she recognized that. Um it didn't it didn't, you know, that didn't uh <laughs> that didn't make it hurt any less. It still was it was awful watching her die. But uh there were so many so many funny moments too, you know, like when um <laughs> when the Hulk hands Ant Man a, a new taco, oh that killed me. And there's a there's a scene where Captain America, they they've gone back to two thousand and twelve to get the Tesseract and he's in that elevator. And and you might remember from one of the previous movies, he had this big elevator fight with the Hydra guys and he's in the elevator and all those Hydra guys are there. And he's he's like, you need to give me the Tesseract. And they all look at him and you're like, oh, shit, here comes another elevator fight. And he just looks at the one guy and he goes, don't worry, hail Hydra. And then he just walks off. And it was brilliant because it showed like how much Captain America uh, has grown as a character where he's not all piss and vinegar anymore. He, he didn't, he knew that it was going to take too much time and energy. He's like, fuck it, man. I can get around this without having to fight these dudes. But then in the same scene, like later on, he runs into himself and, uh, his older, his younger self believes that he is Loki. And so they fight and he's like, I can do this all day. The younger guy was like, I can do this all day. And older Captain America is like, Oh fuck man. I know. Come on. And so then he kicks his ass. And what's hysterical is, you know, young Captain America's lying there unconscious and older Captain America looks down and is like, that is America's ass. That shit was hilarious. I laughed so hard. But there were a thousand little moments like that, just like all the other Marvel movies. And they really built that up. Like, it, it, it the, the little comedy pieces have become such a regular thing that uh, Endgame was just loaded with them. Even though it was a very serious, intense, emotional, dramatic movie, there were all those little comedy pieces. Like Ant-Man had had a bunch of... He was funny. He was on point through the whole fucking thing. He was so funny. And then when we finally find Thor, uh, who's left of the Asgardians are on Earth, and they're like living in Denmark or something. I can't remember exactly where it was, but they go into Thor's house. And by the way, awesome that they brought back Meek and Korg. I love those fucking guys. Oh, I'm cold. That's meek. Um, and, uh, but they're living with Thor and they're all like hangout buddies. And Thor is fat. <laughs> he's put on like fucking 60 pounds. He's huge and he's depressed and he's an alcoholic and he's drinking kegs of beer every day. And that's because, you know, his failure with Thanos is, is just eating him alive. He can't deal with it. And it was, it was hilarious the, the way that they pieced that together. I really like what they did with the Hulk too, by the way where it was like half Hulk, half uh, Banner, and they found like sort of the the middle ground to coexist. I thought that was really, really cool. I kind of, I kind of, oh man, there was, oh shit. The, speaking of that, there was this one scene where they're in New York and 
like, you know, they've gone back to 2012 to get the Tesseract and uh, they they see Big Hulk, Full Hulk, and he's like smashing the shit out of things and killing things and it's hysterical. And so then they're like, you know, Hulk, go find the the spear. And he's like, OK. And he's like, you know, try to smash him some shit along the way so that people will know you're the Hulk. And so then, you know, half Hulk goes out and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I think it's gratuitous, but whatever. That was hysterical. And so. Um, uh, I've lost my train of thought now <laughs> because I'm bouncing around with, there was so much to this movie is what I'm trying to say. There was tons of, of little comedy bits and, um, you know, you've got all the characters are kind of different than they were before. This thing really changed them. The, the experience, I think that was what they were trying to drive home was that the experience of Endgame or Infinity War and losing to Thanos has really changed the main characters. You know, Cap's not the same anymore. He's older. He's more weathered. The Hulk isn't the same anymore. He 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 was emotionally fraught after the the Thanos snap and had to piece it all back together. And uh, you know, Thor is extremely affected by this thing. He's traumatized. His 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 mindset is is totally out of whack. And then you know, Ant Man comes along, and they go on this time travel adventure, and they're they're correcting things, and um, they're trying to get these Infinity Stones, and of course, nothing goes exactly to plan. And uh, uh, what is the name of Gamora's sister? Nebula gets you know caught up, and and due to some shit with her network, you know, old Thanos from 2014 catches wind of what's going on, and then they all end up in the same time, uh, the modern time, nine years after. Um, you know, that period. So five years after the snap is when everybody ends up and, uh, the whole, the whole thing, the whole plot and, and story to get to that point was kind of convoluted and a little difficult to keep up with, but it, it went well. And there was this beautiful moment where Tony Stark goes back in time um, to the seventies with Captain America. And they both had these beautiful emotional moments in that time where, Tony Stark gets to spend some time with his dad and even and even gets to say thank you, which I thought was beautiful. And then Captain America uh, sees the love of his life, um, whose name I can never remember, uh, the beautiful brunette lady from the first Captain America, uh, his his love that he he lost in time because he was under the ice for like 74 years and she, you know lived on but he gets to see her for a moment and that was gut-wrenching um, but beautiful in the same the same time and then you know they 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 go back into the future and it was all just it was it was it was an intense plot all the way up to the final battle and the final battle is Thanos from 2014 comes in to the modern time five years after the actual snap bombards the Avengers just as the Hulk snaps and uh he snaps and he brought everybody back that's right the hulk brings back everybody but he does it five years in the future you know you can't change the past so the hulk snaps and he brings everybody back right as he brings everybody back the fucking the bombardment happens and so there's this crazy nightmare of everybody trying to get together but so then there's 2014 thanos who doesn't have any of the infinity stones and he's against iron man thor and captain america and so in th ensues one of the greatest superhero fights of all fucking time i mean they're in there they're getting their asses kicked they're kicking his ass but eventually iron man and thor are down and so captain america walks up and 
probably the most exciting moment in the whole fucking movie is when Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Holy shit. I lost my goddamn mind. And so did the whole theater. Everybody clapped. And as he, it was so great because Captain America picks up the fucking hammer and then Thor goes, I knew it! And it was just, it was, oh my God, it was so fucking perfect. It was perfect. And so then he's spinning it and he gives Thanos like this wild uppercut and sends him flying and then he brings lightning down on him. It was so badass. But of course, Thanos is very powerful. So he he counterattacks very effectively and fucks Captain America up, fucks his shield up with that crazy big sword he's got. And Captain America as a character in this moment, you know, he's proven himself completely worthy. And that's why he's able to pick up this hammer of Thor. But in that moment, when it's just Captain America and Thor is down and Iron Man is down, but Captain America stands up and faces Thanos and Thanos's entire army is now coming. And it's just this image of Captain America standing alone against the entire army and Thanos. And I thought that that was so powerful. Like this dude has just, he has no fucking quit. He doesn't know how to stop for what he believes in, for what he thinks is right. And it was perfect. And you thought, Oh great, here we go again. Another snap. He's going to get his fucking ass kicked. And instead you hear you know, a radio com and he's like, Cap on your left. And you and, and he looks back and a portal opens from one of the time time wizards and out comes Black Panther and, and his buddies. And so you're like, oh shit. And so then all these other portals start to open up. And just fucking everybody is coming out. Everybody is back. All the heroes are back. Spider-Man is back. Fucking everybody that got snapped out is back. Oh my god. And it's like, oh, it's fucking on. And so it was. It was so on. And they come out and they just start beating the dog shit out of Thanos' army. And uh, I think one of the most satisfying things in the whole film was when Ant-Man goes super huge and punches one of those fucking worm lizard critters, those flying worm lizards, just knocks his shit out. And then Ant-Man, big Ant-Man stomps on one of that, that big like ogre looking dude. He just stomps him into the fucking ground. Uh, you know, Peter Quill is back. And there's, there's one scene where, uh, oh, what's his name? Dave Batista's character, Drax the Destroyer. He's like jumped on the back of a giant troll looking thing. And he's like, and he's doing the super stab. And it was, oh man, there was so much going on. That was so fucking perfect. And of course, Captain Marvel shows up and, and, and just obliterates Thanos's ship. If you, by the way, Captain Marvel, that movie was fucking great. And, um, they really, I think that they really kind of dialed back what Captain Marvel is capable of because she's OP. She's she's definitely the most powerful Avenger, and her ability to like fly through starships and and do, she's just too powerful. So they they didn't give her as much potency in this movie, I think. But there's even a scene where she she fucking like squares off with Thanos, and she's got the she he he grabs the gauntlet. He's almost got the gauntlet, and. She uh, she grabs the gauntlet and he punches her in the face a few times and nothing happens. It was hysterical. There was there was another really good scene during the battle where the women, all the women of Marvel, like attack Thanos in tandem. And it was fucking it was so cool. You had like Valkyrie and the Wasp and, uh, you know, Tony Stark's girl Pepper Potts has got her own Iron Man suit and uh you know, Captain Marvel was part of it and they all just attack fucking Thanos. And it was, it was, that was really cool to see. Um, and, uh, they grab the gauntlet and then there's this big flying thing where Spider-Man is like trying to hold onto the gauntlet and he kind of gets his poor ass kicked. But, uh, you know, 
it all it all culminates in this this scene everybody's been fighting 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 and somehow thanos gets a hold of the gauntlet with the infinity stones and he's going to snap and so captain marvel tries to get it from him but she can't he he pulls off the power stone and pops her with it and she flies across the the battlefield and so then he's about to snap and uh doctor strange looks at iron man and raises his finger that one right one chance in 14 million and so then captain america rushes thanos grabs the gauntlet and thanos knocks him over and so then thanos says i am inevitable and nothing happens when he snaps nothing he just goes tink and so then it pans to captain america and he says i am iron man snap and that's it fuck you thanos your whole army turns to dust bitch and and like the most satisfying thing of the whole thing was watching thanos realize he's defeated realize that he was not inevitable that he was he 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 was not what was meant for the universe and just kind of he sits down and then he turns to dust cue the saddest moment of any marvel cinematic universe film ever because watching tony stark die was tough. <laughs> that was tough. He sacrificed himself for the greater good. His character arc was complete at that point because Tony Stark had gone from the completely self-involved, selfish, self-absorbed, sociopathic, narcissistic type of dude that he was. Maybe not sociopathic, but just narcissistic as fuck. Didn't really care about anybody else. And his character arc really begins when he's in the desert in the first Iron Man film which was one of my all-time favorite Marvel movies. And and he's on this journey of becoming a true hero. And his character arc ends when he sacrifices himself to save the universe from Thanos by snapping away Thanos and his army. But he's also doing it now, as we all know, to save his daughter. And so he has done a complete 180 from this totally selfish totally narcissistic person to <clears throat> a true hero the the real iron man and uh it was beautiful and sad at the same time because everybody loves iron man robert downey jr has has done an incredible job of portraying iron man and uh yeah it was tough it was tough watching that happen it, it made me realize just how important in our popular culture and in our our movies um, those films have been and that character of Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of him has been and then uh, afterwards um, you know everybody's assembled back at the Avengers thing and it's time to uh, send the Infinity Stones home and there were a bunch of really nice moments after the big battle where people got reunited with friends and, um, you know, Thor and the Guardians. He Thor's with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and so they're taking off, and Peter Quill's searching for Gamora because, you know, Gamora's back, but she's not who she used to be. And uh, it was really nice, but then the, the final, the big final scene was Captain America is going in the past. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Captain America's going in the past to put all the infinity stones back and uh it's supposed to take like five hours or something and and thor and um his buddy oh shit can't remember his name sam i think is what it is anyway his his buddy with the wings is there and they send captain america back 
and he's supposed to come back in five seconds, and instead he doesn't. And so there's this big pause, and, you know, Captain America's friend looks over and sees that Captain America's, there's an old man sitting on a bench. And so he goes over, and it's Captain America, but he's old. And the idea is Captain America went back, he even says this, I went back and I, I, after I got done putting all those Infinity Stones back, I said, why not, why not have some of that life that Tony Stark was talking about living for? And so the final scene of the movie, and it was really super emotional, was seeing Captain America dancing with his one true love. And, uh... That that that's pissed a lot of people off because it it leaves a lot of plot holes. Like, so you're saying Captain America just lived through the next half century, knowing that Bucky was being tortured and and knowing that Hydra was infiltrating Shield and knowing all of these things, but instead he just like laid low and lived, you know, with this this woman that he's loved his entire life. So he he just shirked his duties. That's not like Captain America, but for me, uh, I thought it was perfect. Because Cap has already done so much to save the universe. Yes, there's some some bad things going on, but it's like they said before, you can't change the past. You can't change timelines. And so perhaps he is changing a timeline in some way by living with this woman that he loves. But in another way, I think that it's it, it, suspension of disbelief is is important in this because he's altering one timeline. He's not altering another timeline, yada, yada, yada. Fuck it. The man gets to be happy with the woman he loves. And that's enough for me. I I don't need to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Yes. I understand that in terms of like the whole time travel plot thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that that's, that's, that's crazy, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care because all I wanted to see was Captain America get what he finally deserves. And that's to be happy, you know? Happy and and with this woman that he's loved for almost a century, so I I I thought that it ended perfectly. I thought that it was a beautiful send off for, you know, Captain America because he hands his shield off to his friend to now carry on that torch. He's done being Captain America, and Tony Stark is done being Iron Man because he sacrificed himself, and uh, Black Widow is sacrificed herself, and so we lost some really really good characters but they did it all in the name of saving the universe from the most evil motherfucker alive. So like (laughs) it all worked out in the end, but I I thought that the movie was beautifully done. The effects were, you know, awesome as always. The characters were all on point. There were so many beautiful little plot devices. The comedy was hilarious. You know, the acting was good. Um, The plot was, was enjoyable. And, uh, the ending was satisfying and, you know, if they never made an, it's, it's, I I said this before, but if they never made another Marvel movie, this one would have been enough. Uh, but they are making more, there will be more. So Captain and Captain Marvel will probably have her own movies now. And there is a Black Widow movie scheduled to come out. There's another Guardians of the Galaxy movie scheduled to come out. And then they're actually adding a whole bunch of new characters into the series going forward. So this, this kind of served as the end of an era in the Marvel movies. And that's sort of like the first era, the first decade of the Marvel cinematic universe is now complete. And, uh, I really look forward to see what they, to seeing what they do next and and the direction that they decide to take. But I don't think that they're ever going to be able to top Avengers Endgame in terms of one summer blockbuster. Because, I mean, they would have to set it up for another 10 years and give us another arch enemy that's as 
evil as Thanos. And that's going to be really difficult to do. Um, you know, so, uh, as, as a series, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how Disney kind of, uh, forms the, the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, knowing that they've already, I mean, this is, this is like peak, uh, pulp, (laughs) peak pop culture we're talking about here, you know? So I guess we'll see. Anyway, um, yeah, if I if I had to give Avengers Endgame uh, a number rating on a scale of one to ten, I'd say it's a nine of ten. It was almost perfect. You know, there were some some minor details, uh, like that whole Captain America thing does leave a little bit, you know, to be open. But I don't really care personally. Uh, and and in the beginning, it was a little slow, not bad. Um, but the, you know what happened during the beginning of the movie uh, was. We're sitting there and there's this fucking kid and he's talking, talking, talking through the movie. And I heard some person over there say, shut that fucking kid up. And I thought that was the funniest thing. Uh, Man, I laughed pretty good at that. Don't it's like I said in one of my previous episodes, please don't bring your children to the movies so that they can talk and cry and scream if they're super young, especially not to the fucking premiere night of Avengers Endgame. Jesus Christ, people, come on. Anyway, Avengers Endgame, nine of ten. Loved it. Awesome movie. Um, let me know what you think about the review. Let me know. Let me know what you think about the, the, the plot. What do you have any theories about what comes next? I'd le- uh, next. I'd like to hear theories. I think that eventually it's entirely possible that they bring back Captain America, Steve Rogers. I think it's entirely possible that they bring back Iron Man because of the whole time travel thing, but I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. Anyway, I loved the movie and uh, I hope you enjoyed it too. And, um, my next episode, I'm actually recording it later today. I'll release it probably tomorrow is I'm doing my first veteran interview with uh, a good friend of mine, a guy named Mark. So um, look for that. And uh, thanks again for listening. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Mm-hmm.